0: good evening it's five o'clock on the button this is the after school book club it's show number 13 now i'd say that was unlucky for some but not for us because we've got stephen lenton And a very good afternoon to you listeners good to have your company it is a really exciting show for you we are thoroughly looking forward to overall it's our 107th live radio show we should get a medal for that Maria shouldn't we and we so should get a medal for that we've done really really well how's your week been Maria?
1: Oh, it's been fabulous. The sun's shining here and um, I, I've never been busier. I'm planning for the Crafty Cafe for Saturday. I'm on it. I'm Ooh, on it.
0: Oh, we should have some. And I think this will be a really good cafe activity as well. He's so arty, our guest today. And so mm. it's so, so easy to use some of this stuff as well. Uh, this is the first week back for most schools in England, folks. How's it going? Let us know. Get in contact. We'd so like to know how your week's going. On the Padlet, everything is there. Just go to learnradio.net forward slash Stephen Lenton, Or you can click on the button that says Stephen Lenton on the page or you can go to the Stephen Lenton link or you're getting the theme now you're getting the theme folks it's all there for you go to the After School Book Club honestly if you need help you can phone us but it really shouldn't be difficult. It's great. We have waited a long time for this man and I'm so excited. Uh, we're featuring a very special guest now. He has been illustrating for others and this is his first book for himself under his own name. He's a huge star in his own lunchtime and we love him. Like our good friends at uh, previous authors as well, Frank Cottrell Boyce and Peter Bentley, Stephen's been uh, drawing for them for many, many years. He was just telling me how many books he'd done for Frank. A huge... Huge number there as well. Now this book is perfectly aimed at five to eight-year-olds but I think that older folk um, who struggle with some reading, will also find this particularly useful. That's me, I have to say. And I loved it. I loved all the rude words in all the right places. And this book introduces Grant and Jeannie. You can hear him laughing in the background there. There's a bit piped down there, so We haven't introduced you yet. You're Sorry. not really here yet. Shh, quiet, everyone. Grant the Genie. I love it. He's so mischievous. I love it. And Teeny the dog in their first adventure, Make-A-Wish. Everything is on the show page there. Now, we've also provided a link to one of Stephen's preferred independent booksellers. We love them. We love them to bits book nook in hove now that is not easy for anyone to say thank you so much indeed go for something a little more complicated that next time And you'll get a signed and pre-doodled copy. Now, that's the first time anyone has offered a pre-doodled. And there is also an opportunity for you to request a doodle. I don't know how they do that as well, but amazing as well. All on there is a nice click-through link, and it's a very well-priced document as well. You're going to absolutely love it as well. And we'll meet him in just a moment. We love this one, didn't we, Maria? You haven't stopped laughing, have you?
1: I just, you know what? It's just up my street. What do I always say? It's just my cup of tea and a couple of biscuits. Mm. It's just fabulous. It was, it, it appealed to my quirky nature. I, I just was on a journey. I was just laughing the whole time. And it's funny that you were saying he was in the green room, but actually, when um, our listeners read the book, he actually should be in the purple room.
0: Hey, hold on a second. We've got a. We've got... Hey, we are here. Thank you. Or, you're, all week. you're very welcome. You're, I gave up a good career on the stage for this. I tell you, so. you're right. He's in the purple room. That's so good. I've got questions about that as well. Um, and he is a world-leading illustrator, uh, folks, and he's got a great website as well. So go to stephenlenton.com. We're doing all the promo for you now. And he's not even charging us for this. It's great. Uh, all your social media links as well. And also, he's got an Etsy shop. Now, you've got an Etsy shop as well. This is a great way to sell some amazing mm. materials. And on Stephen's Etsy shop you can buy his exceptional prints I think some really good uh, Christmas and some uh, some presents there as well. I should be filling my basket there a little later on uh, don't forget you will need to stay in contact with us folks so learnradio.net forward slash after school book club everything there as well text numbers are up as well oh seven 8 400 contact paddler is up and looking busy thank you so much indeed if you prefer to send us an email I've just checked no one just yet but learnradio live at gmail.com you can tweet us at Learn Radio Live or use the hashtag After School Book Club. Everything is on learnradio.net forward slash Stephen Lenton. He's here, folks, and it's time to do this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Lenton, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Let me know if we're overdoing it, won't you? Just, just, just let us know. Let us know, honestly. But
2: with all that, with all that music at the beginning of the show, I felt like I should be dressed as a wrestler, uh, walking onto the onto the stage. Oh, how
0: lovely! Excellent. It's not that kind of a radio show, but thank you so much for the idea. I'll get Maria onto that straight away. Thank you so much for joining us. We are thrilled, so thrilled. Can, no you, tell? Can you tell? Can you tell? Can you tell? I hope so too. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's You're very up. A lovely book. But first, tell the listeners all about yourself. Where did it all start? Who is Stephen Lenton?
2: Oh, well, um, I was born in Coventry, where a lot of my family still live. And then uh, my family moved to Cheshire, where the rest of my family still live. And yeah, went to school, did all the usual stuff. I was always into art, um, did my GCSEs, was a very good student. I was a bit of a swat. Um, I was head boy and all those annoying things for my (laughs) friends. Um, And then did my A-levels, did art college and did university. But I studied animation. I've never actually studied illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, or English, <laughs> uh, really, I mean, apart from at school. So um, I've been an animator for a number of years and I still do the occasional um, sort of directorial um, advert and bits and pieces uh, with mm-hmm. a company called Picasso Pictures in London. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so I've always done arty bits and pieces and I just got a little bit tired of uh, copying other people's characters and colours and backgrounds and ideas doing the animated you know, series and uh, adverts and thought I'd have a go at being an illustrator. Um, so I just started doing some doodles and sending them around some agents and publishers and eventually got a cracking agent um, who is Sally Sweeney. Hello, Sallyanne, if you're listening, she might be listening. Hope so. Um, although she's got a dog and a little boy and a, and a husband, so she's probably very busy. Oh, I would imagine doing other things. Busy, yeah. There. And, okay. and she lives slap bang in the middle of Camden as well, so I bet she's having a jolly old time at the moment with all the shops open.
0: Wow, amazing! Well, very nice to you. Hello, Ann, Nice <laughs> to have you with us. No, lovely. That's very nice as well. I think they're an important component, aren't they? Really, to your success. I think that they provide a bit of magic and a, a bit of a an essential connection with a huge publishing world it can be tricky business can't it getting published
2: yeah because I found it, it took me about two or three years to get through the door um and it was very tricky but once I because I it's amazing now and, and still a lot of people don't know how to knock on the right doors at the right time so I do highly recommend that if you are writing or illustrating, that you do get an agent because there are so many publishers that just don't accept any um, admissions, don't accept any manuscripts or portfolios or anything, unless it's via an agent. So I've found Ann has been incredibly helpful. Um, and obviously you'd, I don't know how to deal with contracts. I'm terrible at financial stuff in general and um, big words, uh, so yes I, l- I let her do all that and, and, and she's fantastic
0: and wow, yes very m- much good. needed indeed and all the nice folks at HarperCollins uh, children's books because they oh, were terribly yes. nice as well they really did make it very easy for us and so I'll say hello to them a bit later on in the show so thank you so oh, much and it's a lovely book it's funny it's rude in all the right places and it's about <laughs> the only place you're going to see the word bum whistle I have to say now why <laughs> didn't Harry Potter have a smell and I and went I, with that in it would that, that be good you know i would just be so good bum whistle really good what makes you so much fun and naturally playful Stephen?
2: Oh, i don't know i thought you were gonna say what makes me bum whistle then
0: okay well that's fine you can answer that a bit later on um oh
2: i don't know do you know what i think um i don't know my dad's always had a really silly sense of humor and my my brother matthew as well we've we've just always had fun and all my mates we just have a, a good old time um, and I think it just spawns from that. And then when I started doing children's books and, and the first books that I did, um, and I'm still doing uh, with Tracy Cordroy, the Shifty Gifty and Slippery Sam, picture book series Mm -hmm. the children reacting and laughing to the jokes and the visuals when we do our live events at you know the hay festival edinburgh festival any of the schools that we've been to Mm -hmm. it gives you a really lovely warm feeling because you think oh you know i'm sat at home on my own most of the time and then i go out there i know this is something that authors and illustrators say an awful lot you know oh i work on my own all the time and then i'm suddenly in company but it's true you suddenly realize that what you are putting on a page is making lots and lots of children happier and they're engaged and it might encourage them to not just be a a writer or an illustrator but sort of think, well, I I can do this. You know, when I I visited my primary school in Congleton, where I grew up, they'd never, ever had a visiting author or illustrator before and they were like, what, you went to this school? You sat on this floor? You're in this classroom? And they couldn't believe it. So it was really, it's just a lovely thing and I think you've just got to be jolly and funny and amiable because um, that's what it's all about and that's what life's about
0: is indeed now maria's got our first question
1: oh thank you very much well first of all can i say happy world creativity and innovation day to you Stephen I mean what better guest to have on this you know fabulous Mm. fabulous day this is just my day it's like an extra birthday for me Um, and I was I absolutely loved the book I mean I laughed the whole way through it I mean bum whistle was just all of it all of it is just brilliant but you know Grant bless him you know he does have some trouble magicking up things you know for example you hear him saying you know old smelling underpants instead of gold elephants and um, tiny tiny witches instead of shiny riches I think that's where I'm going wrong now um, this is a really <laughs> clever technique where do you get this idea from well I
2: think well my favorite one in that in that run of mistakes is the snot-haired baboon because he's supposed <laughs> to conjure up a hot air balloon and gets that wrong uh-huh. um I, do you know what this book has been a real joy but also it kind of came from nowhere because um I'm not sure. I I always wanted to write a fiction series, but it wasn't until the head of HarperCollins and Janine, we were talking about uh, me working on the um, David Baddiel books that I illustrate. And we sat down, talked about that. And then she turned around at the end of my little interview that we had at the Bologna Book Festival. And she said, do you know what? You're quite funny. You should maybe have a go at writing your own book. Um, so that's why I suddenly started to coming up with ideas and genie um, and teeny just sort of um, it, it literally it, it took me a few weeks to write and develop but once I got the gist of it it came quite quickly and with book two that I've just finished writing as well that that was fairly fairly quick um but no I just thought it was really good to have him. Um, to have a bit of rhyme. So yeah, smelly pants, gold elephants, boring iron, <laughs> roaring lion, and yes, not head the moon, hot head to the moon, because it just, it, it just makes it more memorable and um, it just adds to the silliness, I think
1: it's just it's just brilliant and it's you know not just brilliant for children but for grown-ups as well you know reading stories to children um, you know you really want to have something that's that's engaging you as well as as well as the children that you're reading to it's it's fabulous
2: yeah well I think it's good to have uh, I know I'm not a parent myself but uh, having lots of nieces and nephews and obviously working with lots of um, people that do have children I know that there is nothing worse than when a child picks up a really long picture book and Mm. it's not a very well written picture book and the parent goes oh no not again not this one um and so i think it's really important i wanted the genie and teeny series to be short sharp really funny but not not. i know you're saying it's rude and there's lots of rude words and everything but they're not sort of overly rude it's not it's not a gross out book no. um because I've always ref- I've been asked to do a few sort of when I started off to do some sort of nappy and poo and wee books and I've always refused to do those because they're just not I'm not interested in that kind of book really um so I th- hopefully this just gets the right balance between rude and not gross out and also I think um because introducing the dog Teeny into the story, you really feel for him. You know, there's a mm. moment where he's trying to fit. He, he's on his own. Um, he's lost his owner, and Grant the genie tries to help uh, to find his owner. Um, but then there's this lovely moment where Teeny is trying to fit into the teapot, and he mm. can't get in there. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping that, yeah, there's the right balance between silly, slightly rude, and hopefully he has got a lot of heart and makes you a, a little tear. Not, not. I don't want to make anyone cry, but I hope there's a little naw there somewhere.
1: Oh, no, there was. There was a big awe in there. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely Lots lovely. Yeah. Yeah. There's yes. a lot yeah. of those
0: as well. Absolutely. And, and, there's a,
1: and there's a lot of great hats as well, isn't there? Oh,
0: <gasps> Ooh, amazing. You're clearly fond of hats, Stephen. I I, what is so nifty about them?
2: Well, I think, do you know what? I'm not actually a hat fan. I look stupid in hats. I've got a very big head. And um, I have to to get my neighbor and good friend and author-illustrator, Tor Freeman, who you must get on this video show, show, this radio show, she's amazing. She has to make me bespoke um, coronavirus masks because I've got a big head and incredibly floppy ears. And so
3: no,
2: no, no mask. I've honestly bought about 30 masks and none of them fit. So I've asked Tor who's an amazing seamstress as well as orphan illustrator and she's made me some bespoke masks. I can't remember why I mentioned that now. What are we talking about? I don't know but I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't floppy is. Oh bless you sir. I'm there's no cartilage
0: in that do you have cartilage in your eyes well they can do? some of us do because my mask's okay in that, that but i love that oh we must must oh, get hats. that person hats. oh yes the hats the hats, hats, that was right. hats nifty well i think you just kind of explained really oh it was just perfect i loved it i've done it we must any invited guests what a great idea and maria you've got another question good luck Thank with you. that I
1: mean- I feel like I'm in good company this afternoon because I don't have any cartilage in my ears either. They're, they're oh, good, the most good. bendiest things in the whole wide world. Yeah. I can flip them over and tuck them in. I mean, they're just, um, yeah, they're yeah, a little they're, bit of I, a sore point sometimes. But yeah, yeah when they're. I first
2: um, got, when I first got my mouth, they were pigging off like Barbara Windsor in the carry-on films. It was really embarrassing when I went into shops.
1: Well, I'm glad that you've actually found somebody who can get you some bespoke masks now. I might have to I yes. might have to have that contact later on. Now going back to going back to Grant's um, favorite bedtime yes. read is a joke book.
3: Oh, now yes.
1: what is it about jokes that you like?
2: I've always loved jokes and I really, really, fortunately for this book, (laughs) I really like terrible Christmas uh, cracker jokes
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, and
2: puns. I've always been uh, known for a terrible pun, although I sort of can't think of any right now. But um, yeah, I've always been quite punny and I thought that Grant, because he needs to cheer himself up, and because he's um, he's a funny guy, I thought it'd be really good if he's got, yeah, so his book's called The Biggest Genie Joke Book Ever, which is based on those sort of terrible 80s big compendiums of awful jokes that we used to get for Christmas. Um, mm. So, yeah, but what I have found is, now, I've got three or four jokes in book one, but I tell you what, there ain't many genie jokes in the world. <laughs> so... Well they
1: two, are ge- they are genius. There you go, there's a pun ge- for you. There
2: you go, there's one of the jokes that you've just ruined. Thank you, Miss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: but so in book two um, yes I've googled genie jokes and I've thought up a lot of my own but um, yes sort of exhausted those already at the end of book, uh, book one so uh, in the second book there is a, a terrifying alligator that um, um, uh, runs rampant around a school and so there's lots of alligator jokes and other things that happen at the school the jokes get involved in his joke book that way so it's not all genie jokes but it's certainly jokes that make genies laugh hopefully
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. And um, I think we're ready to hear something, aren't we, Russell? We are
0: indeed. Now, we'll we'll take anything from you. I mean, you could just read the ingredients on a crisp packet and I'd find that was hilarious. But let's stick to the title itself there. What, what have you agreed to read? Just, just If you just read us a little bit from it, we'd just be very, very grateful. It'd be nice. What are you going to read from? Oh,
2: of course. I'm going to... I thought you were going to play a piece of music then. I was settling in to have a sip of drink. Um, well, what I'm going to read is um because i've read online at uh, the opening yes um but what's also interesting about this book well i think says me the author um there's some interactive elements which involve like rubbing the lamp turning the page turning yeah. the page round opening closing so that obviously doesn't work on radio does it so i'm going to read the section where he lands on earth and tries to find a new home because his lamp is all bashed and battered
0: lovely oh off you go stephen lenton ladies and gentlemen. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, So, the lamp tumbled and fell through the sky, down through the clouds, hitting lots of things on the way. Thump, thud, doof, thunk, splat, crash, You get the idea. The lamp eventually landed on earth in a park. Grant blinked and looked around him. Inside the lamp, everything was higgledy-piggledy and topsy-turvy. His scatter cushions were scattered everywhere, and Grant's belongings, including his impressive collection of nifty hats, were all over the place. It was a right mess. Grant paused to take in everything that had just happened. He honestly hadn't meant to create all this havoc and felt a bit glum about it all. How would he get back to genie world? In this sort of situation, he knew what to do though. Without giving it a second thought, he searched around in the mess and eventually found what he was looking for, his thinking cap. Now here's another genie Fact alert. Grant's thinking cap is one of his most important hats because it helps him to think calmly and carefully about what he needs to do next. He popped it on his head, closed his eyes, and had a good, long think. Hmm. In a few moments, Grant knew exactly what he needed to do. That's it, I need to find a way to get back in the Queen's good books. That way she'll let me return home. But first, I need to check my lamp is okay. Thank you, thinking cap, you've done it again. Grant popped his head out of the top of the lamp and looked outside to inspect the damage. The lamp was totally bashed and battered on the outside. The handle was bent, the spout was scratched and the lid was missing. It wasn't a pretty sight. He looked down and out and up the spout. There was only one thing for it. Grant would have to look for a new place to live. He packed up his belongings, then floated out of the lamp and into the park, keeping small and quiet. Yet another genie fact alert. Genies can morph into any shape and size whenever they like. Grant thought it best to stay small and to keep out of people's way until he knew more about his new environment. As he gazed around him, he could see birds and trees, although they weren't as colourful and magical looking as the ones back in genie world. Next, he spotted a bird's nest in a tree, He floated up to it and snuggled inside. He was just starting to get comfy when suddenly a large bird swooped down and started trying to feed Grant some wiggly worms. Grant was very hungry at this stage but he wasn't that hungry. I'm getting out of it, it's far too slimy, he blurted, trying not to throw up. Hmm, what was that over there? It looked like an old shoe. Maybe that would make a good new home. Quickly he made his way over to it and jumped inside. It smelt of old cheese and it was a bit of a tight squeeze and there seemed to be something coming out of the top. Ugh! Grant thought to himself. It was a leg, a leg that belonged to someone or something very big, very big and very hairy. This is too cramped and smelly, moaned Grant as he squeezed out of the shoe with a crusty old toenail stuck to his bum. Then he found a piece of old china. How fortunate, a lamp! What are the chances of that? Grant exclaimed. It had a small crack, but a lovely starry pattern all over the outside and looked very round and cosy. You could say it looked tea cosy. What a perfect lamp. This is just right, Grant said as he slid down the spout and set about redecorating the inside. He dusted his knickknacks, polished his potions and vacuumed his magic carpet. Finally, he laid out his prized collection of hats. When everything was looking ship shape, Grant settled in for the night and there you go there's a little reading
0: amazing
2: can you tell i've not read that before because it was making me laugh
1: i was (laughs) chuckling I was chuckling the whole way through it. I've got tears running down my head because I'm I'm reading the book at the same time. I mean, it's just absolutely fabulous. I loved it. Thank you you so much, Stephen. That was brilliant. And we're back after this, folks, to chat more about this amazing book. And this book is called Genie and Teeny Make a Wish with Stephen Lenton. And if you'd like to comment, now is your time. Or even ask Stephen a question about the book or Stephen's work as an illustrator, you've got a few moments to write on our show Padlet. Just head over to learnradio.net forward slash Stephen Lenton to find today's show page and just pop us a message on the Padlet. All you've got to do is click op- Clink? I always say that, Click on the pink circle, click on the pink circle with the add button, put your first name in the top box and your question or comment below. And then when you're happy with the text, just click on the background and we'll approve it. And while you're enjoying this, here's our music track.
0: That's great, one. Well, that's the theme tune to "I Dream of Genie," and that is from 1965.
2: You're listening to Maria and Russell. This
3: is the After School Book Club on LearnRadio.net.
0: A great track. We love that. That's kind of summed up the mood, the kind of enjoyment level we are experiencing right now. Uh, Let me just do the contact pattern now. Mr. Richards has been in contact. Hello, Mr. Richards. Good to hear from you. Good luck with the show. We always love listening to the book club on Wednesdays. I've always enjoyed Stephen's artwork and it's great that you're having him on. We thought so too, Mr. Richards. I'll play this back to my class tomorrow. Thanks again. Well, good luck doing that. You're going to have them laughing all over the place as well. Uh, Maria, we've also got some questions on the main contact padler as well. You go first. What have you got there?
1: Yes, thank you, Russell. So we've got Lorraine. Lorraine is our, a wonderful listener, the, a regular listener. She says she's not familiar with this book and she's really looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for getting in Excellent. touch. Excellent. I, I predict that
0: Lorraine, you, Lorraine. Lorraine will be ordering that. Um, I mean, she's, what's not to love about it? It's absolutely good. Brilliant. Absolutely good. Uh, I'll go down at the bottom there. Simon's been in contact. I always listen to the book club. I have a few children in my year six class yes thank you Simon we know that uh that may get on with this really well and I'll mention it to colleagues in year one year two yes it has a, a thanks a lot Simon for that it has a target listening group from five to eight year olds now do you set that or is that something the publisher do
2: that's something I think um, can I just say thank you to Mr Richards and lorraine and Simon as well and oh, I do listen. hope that you enjoy it and uh, yes and do do order from Booknook. Booknook is about a 10 minute walk away from me ah. and I go and see them every week so I can draw your genie or yes. teeny and put your name in very very quickly so yes ah. if, you, if you want to order them no problem at all. Um uh, I forgot
0: what the question Oh was the question was uh 5 to 8 year olds who sets the reading age is that something oh, yeah. you do?
2: It's something that's on, like like if you go to the Waterstones website, there's these categories, you know, WH Smith, all, all the bigger stores and, and supermarkets. They they do have these uh, ranges. So yeah, five to eight and nine to, I think it's 11 or 12. And I guess your book sort of has to fit in one of those categories. But I've spent a lot of time recently in uh, shop windows, decorating them with with, with the genie and TV characters and painting and things. And customers have come in and... and They sort of ask for an age group, but the bookseller often says, you know, this one might be a bit too youngster or this one might be a bit old. This one you will need to help them with a bit of you know a few pages that have got more text on you will need to help. So it's a very rough guide, I think, because you could read Genie and Genie Teeny to a four year old. They might find it funny. Um and then also there's nothing stopping an eleven or twelve year old no. that's maybe not quite as strong at reading yep. to, to get them into this kind of thing. That's why I think graphic novels are having a big yep. um resurgence. resurgence. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree because more with it, you it doesn't matter what you're reading, as long as you're reading something, that's just improving uh, improving your chances of just getting on better in life
0: isn't it absolutely and your writing as well but before we can get them writing yeah. we need to get them reading at first at the, at the absolute yes. start that maria what else have you got
1: thank you Russell so you've hinted a little bit about this Stephen um, when we were talking earlier on but Sharma is asking a question are there going to be any other books in the series mm-hmm. oh,
2: yes now I ha- um, we're keeping our fingers crossed. there are definitely definitely going to be four because <gasps> I've, my contract was for four books um, which we signed sort of two summers ago it feels like an age away wow. um, but yes there are definitely four I have finished book two um, writing book two and the cover for book to because you you have to do the covers quite quickly because again you know the websites and everything they want to see Mm. um they want to see what's coming up next as soon as they've read the first one Um, so yes at least four but hoping me and the editor are hoping for more but we'll see It's, it's quite tricky because at some point um because Grant the Genie comes from Genie World and in the first book, we only have a little hint at what's going on in Genie World at the beginning. I would love for him at some point to go back to Genie World um, with Teeny and explore. Sort of so, so the reverse. Uh, in the first book, Grant is exploring Earth with Teeny, who is an, a, an Earth dog, if you like. Mm. But then I think it would be really exciting for Teeny to visit Genie World and to help um, Grant there to um, hopefully get back in the good books of Queen Mizelda.
0: Ah so we never get this level of information. If we are very oh. lucky we can usually press, under serious amount of pressure, to admit oh. that our guest author to admit to maybe a follow up book and then they all the terms and conditions apply. This may or may I may or may not have mentioned, but never Maria has anyone ever said <laughs> there's four in the series. You are just, I know. <gasps> I was
1: sitting here with my fingers crossed for number two, but now oh. there's going to be four. I mean I'm just gonna yes. have to get pe- some hankies just to wipe the tears away. These it's are a, brilliant. No. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm
2: generally terrible at telling things that i'm not supposed to uh, you know actually things i'm not supposed to but i'm allowed to say that there's going to be four
0: books okay so
2: that's okay
0: well yeah. we won't tell a soul anyway but thank you so much indeed uh, thanks a lot for that Shama. uh lola's been on as well what is your favorite animal to draw Good question.
2: Oh, thank you, Lola. Um, well, you might guess because when I first started writing, it was actually called Grant the Genie to begin with, um, and there wasn't a dog in it. Um, but the publisher did suggest that, you know, you needed someone to help explore for, for children to identify with. And of course I chose a dog because... Ooh. Uh, uh, Like I said, the first picture books I ever did were Shifty Me Gifted and Slippery Sam, two Mm. robber dogs who come good and turn into baker dogs. Um, I'm currently in front of me, I've got my sketchbook for Shifty and Sam number six, which is quite exciting. Um, But it's got to be dogs because 101 Dalmatians, I must have drawn nearly 250, 300 dogs in that across all the pages. So yeah, dogs. And even in Frank Cottrell Boyce's books, there's quite a lot of
0: dogs too. So I have to say... Mm. Dogs. I love them. Dogs. Good one there. Excellent. Maria, what's next?
1: Thank you, Russell. So, Mrs Freeman says, sounds a lovely fun book to use with my class. Please can I ask Stephen, what would he have been if he wasn't an illustrator?
2: Oh, Mrs Freeman. That's a good one. Um, Well, I had a bash at animation and found that I wasn't that good at it and found it a little bit boring. So, I wouldn't be an animator, would I? don't know oh i know i know we were talking about this the other day i quite like craft things and i'm, I'm a bit sad at the moment because of all the book work i haven't got much chance to do any sort of fan art or painting or life drawing or anything at the moment but i really want to have a bash at felting so maybe <gasps> like little felt creatures i think they always look amazing if they're done properly they look amazing i'd like to have a, a go at felting so maybe i could be a felter if that's mm. what they're called
0: uh, sounds good Me anyway too. it's a great title well Maria is your if you're interested she is your woman for felting I have to say ah, absolutely really? very very crafty no. she's the queen of craft we call it our, our cafe we do a, oh, we do a sat well listen in we do a Saturday morning show 10am crafting on the radio course, yes. who would have thought it works it so does it's amazing <laughs> we have listeners all over the world who come at 10 o'clock religiously on a Saturday to join us and we craft on the radio and they take photos and they upload them to the website and we share them with everyone it's a great experience so it's really really good but felting that's what i was gonna I thought you're gonna say stand up comic because i think you'd be oh, really no. good at the comedy club i so Ooh. do <laughs> i think i'd be too nervous to do oh that. for goodness sake you're doing live radio tell, here I'll this is you, dangerous as
2: well if i could be if you could be a professional jigsaw. Jigsaw, then i'd do that as well I'd, i love a jigsaw and I haven't had much time to do that, that so yeah i'd love to be a professional jigsaw well wow, you heard I think, it here folks you can you, you can enter competition there's a film called puzzle isn't there yes with with the current baddie from line of duty or is she the baddie you know no line of duty um who plays for me she's always evangeline in nanny mcphee for yes. me um and uh, she plays this uh woman and she's obsessed with jigsaws and she does enter competitions and win money i think so maybe i need to have a serious thing professional jigsaw player very
0: very good well done thank you so much for that uh really good uh megan says will grant be on any more adventures with teeny yes
2: um as i've said there's going to be um three more at least and i'll give you a little um clue what's happening in the second book Mm. um they, well no spot work out how but it. it is That's tricky one. isn't it okay they, so. end up, they end up going to school for some reason Jeannie and teenie end up in a school Ooh. and all sorts of things happen does the, does grant's teapot end up in the wrong hand is there a school bully is there a funny dinner lady is there a strange headmaster there Ooh. might be so, yes, uh, the teapot ends up in a few different people's hands and lots of wishes are made. So look out for book two at the end of the... I think it's October the next one's coming oh. out, September October. And, yeah, lots of frivolity are just... Good sprawling.
0: luck with that. We can't wait as well. <laughs> Maria, what else do we have?
1: Thank you, Russell. So Maya says, really looking forward to reading this book. It looks like a lot of fun. Thank you, Maya, for being in touch. Oh, and Jamie, Jamie says, Hi, Stephen, is there anything you cannot draw?
2: Oh... Well, I always say, I get asked a lot, what's the most difficult thing to draw, just in general for anyone? And illustrators and artists generally say horses and bicycles. Mm. But once you've drawn, it's like with anything. If if you have a go and you work out the rules, you work out what a bicycle frame looks like, for example, and you work out which direction the horse's knees (laughs) go in. Uh, that kind of thing once you've drawn things a few times you kind of remember it and you sort of realize it's not the worst thing to draw it's just slightly more complicated than you know drawing a ball or or a star or something but um yeah generally horses are a bit of uh, a mare
3: Uh, hold on hold on hold on
0: yes
2: oh i need to get one of uh, those one of those drum machines i want one of those um Yeah, so there's there's lots of difficult difficult things, but the the most difficult thing to draw is just anything that you haven't drawn yet. Once you've drawn it once and you've studied it, you can then draw anything.
1: That's really helpful information because I think I'm still drawing the same kind of car and um, rabbit that I've been drawing since I was about eight years old. So I probably need to watch more of your YouTube channel and just just check that out. Brilliant, yeah, idea. Yeah.
0: brilliant idea brilliant uh, idea we are back with the fabulous Stephen Lenton folks we're going to have another music track more time for you to write on the padlets there and put your questions in couldn't resist this one I have to say this is X Factor finalists wishing on a star <laughs>
3: Of love you leave, what you saw.
0: And That was JML, as I like to call them, and 1D.
1: Interested in yoga for children? Then check out our new spring series of yoga nidra practices for young people. Join Leslie Collinson, our resident yoga coach, on LearnRadio.net for some relaxing sessions you can play anytime to your class. Find out more by visiting LearnRadio.net forward slash shop. Oh, I I can't wait to listen to more about Leslie on tomorrow's show for Teacher Tunes Thursday. If you've just joined us, you are listening to After School Book Club with the fabulous, the genius that is Stephen Lenton. And the time is just coming up to 22 minutes to six. The time is just racing past us. So, um, Stephen, back to you. We'd like to talk to you a little bit about your drawings. Now, your drawings are in the text. And your text is in the drawings you know and the layout is just brilliant i mean i love the background of the pages i mean one particular page that you read earlier on you know is a black page with white writing and that's particularly my favorite now how hard is it um to get your publisher on board with this
2: well uh, the, I have to say the team at HarperCollins are fantastic and there is an amazing um layout um lady called Ellerine Grant and she works on all of David Williams' books and uh, we work together on the David Baddiel books as well and she she works so I think she's one of the hardest workers in the publishing industry she's just non-stop laying out all these great books she comes up with different ways of of, of laying out a page she's really good at suggesting stuff she's just, she's just got such a good eye for detail so working collaboratively collaborative, collaboratively, these few say, with her has been fantastic and we've worked together for a few years now. So it's always really important when you're an illustrator, any budding illustrators out there, Before I worked on my first book, I always thought, hold on a minute, I don't know anything about typography. I don't know anything about layout. I can just draw a few characters and a few sort of props and backgrounds and trees and things. But you really do, the the more you do, the more you learn. But you are given a designer to work with on every book that you create. And... Mm. um, that's why I, I just love getting. It, it's such a big collaborative project. All of these books, there is all the editors, all the designers. Um, uh, oh, there's an audio version as well, so everyone that's worked on that has been incredible. So there's a lot that goes into. You know, this book's only what three hundred pages? No, two, oh, oh, is it only is it only one hundred and fifty pages? What a <laughs> No, um, I was going to say it's only three hundred pages. <laughs> half that. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot goes into a small book. It really it's, it's just
1: wonderful because I'm just looking at the page as well now, because, you know, especially if you've got dyslexic tendencies or you find it difficult to read a book, which, you know, yes. I often do. So I get very excited when I see a page that's all blacked out and with white writing because I can read it really quickly. And the picture that I'm just looking at now is is Grant giving his little teapot a little a little dust. And there's a lovely little little um little spiders web in the little spout there. I mean, it's just it's yes. just such a fabulous book and, you know, and the colours and everything.
2: And it's got his toilet in the background with Lou Roller. I thought, oh, children oh. are like is a genie goes to the toilet.
1: I, I didn't see that. Thank in you. And middle. it's got like a little... It's got like some little curtains, and actually the toilet roll. Oh, that would be a bit contentious. You know, do you put the toilet roll, you know, one side or you know the other side? But I can see you've got it. Oh, the it's got to go at the
3: front. Who, who puts <laughs> toilet rolls in reverse? Me. I don't Me. Do you? We'll have
1: we'll have to agree to disagree on that one, I Stephen. But a, that's there's, why. A,
2: there's an entire radio show talking about that. I'll uh, discuss that there later. There is.
1: Le- leave it. I'll, I'll be I'll be on that. Now, um, we talked about the colour that that we were. You know, you were in the green room earlier on. I suggested you should be in the purple Ooh. room now. Is there something special about The Colour Purple?
2: (laughs) Um, The film, yes. Um, Well, now here's a story it's not that exciting. When I uh, first came up with Genie and teeny, I thought that it was it would be a two color fiction, which means that inside it's not full color, but there would be another color along with the black and, and the white and the gray. So mm. I thought, oh, it would be really nice to have a purple Genie. I, I didn't want the Genie to be blue because I didn't want it to look anything like the Disney version.
3: Because
2: mm. you have to be really careful. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh yeah, Purple Genie, haven't seen one of those before. So then I'll come up with a baddie who's also purple because the one colour that will be running throughout this book, because we're only allowed one colour, will be purple. Hence, mm-hmm. Lavinia Lavender and the per- patent pending purple pupification machine that she comes up with and she wants to turn all the puppies purple. And that's the only reason why the colour purple is mentioned, because of the one ink colour that was going to be in my original vision of the book. But then the publisher said, no, we want to just make this uh, black and white. It'll be quicker for you. It'll just be a great thing, you know, um, having colour colour inside obviously makes things a lot more expensive and from experience, because the Shifty Me Gifty and Sleepy Sand books also come in fiction titles mm. for older children as well. It takes ages to do all the colour, um, making all the files and stuff. So I went with the purple, even when I it was sort of said, well, really it should be just black and white. And I thought, well, actually it works. I like one of my favourite bits in the book is because Lavinia Lavender is a bit bonkers, isn't she? Yeah, she is. And instead of singing I Can Sing a Rainbow with all the different colours, she's so obsessed with the colour purple that she sings purple, 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 purple (laughs) instead of all the colours. So I I think it's quite a funny colour in a way, isn't it? Because you often see some... uh, people walking down the road sometimes and they're just drenched in purple I used to work um, for Ragdoll who made Teletubbies and stuff Um, and Anne Wood was a bit of a purple fan he was the big big slightly scary but lovely boss lady and she used to dye bits of her hair purple and wear purple cardigans and stuff so yeah I think uh, I associate purple with a bit of eccentricity
1: and why and why not indeed i think i might start wearing a little bit of purple what about you russell
0: ah absolutely and i wouldn't worry about copyright honestly just call the character colin honestly really there's colin the caterpillar (laughs) you get away with anything with that honestly those those problems are last year's problems so I, i wonder where did you get your ideas for the characters in the book where did lavinia come from for starters
2: Lavinia, well, Lavinia is actually the name of my great, oh, I'm going to get this right, great, 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 great grandma, I think, who who invented bicycle clips for Edwardian ladies with big skirts. She was a bit of an inventor and creator, so I got the name from that. I like, um, I love it when things you know, Lavinia Lavender, I, I like a bit of alliteration wherever possible. Um, so that's where she came from. Um but then, and obviously the other dogs that they, they don't talk or anything, the other dogs. So it was just nice to come up with some other nice dog designs. Because um, I'm just looking now, and there's per, uh, saying alliteration. There's Percy Perfect in his prancing prini poodles. There's Walter Wiggy Bottom in his waltzing <laughs> whippets. And my favourite is Darcy Davenport with her disco dancing Dalmatians, because she looks so <laughs> cool with her Elvis outfit on. Um, so uh, yeah alliteration really helps um coming up with different characters and you get more personality that way i think um but it was just good to have uh, an interesting baddie quite quirky like i say quite eccentric but not too scary you know she's not completely evil she's just a slightly bonkers elderly lady who's got a bit of a penchant for purple nothing wrong with
1: that yeah. at all
0: nothing wrong with that maria what's next
1: yeah, she is. A, I mean, she is a teeny weeny little bit of a hint of that Cruella Deville, isn't she in the story? Yes. Mm. Yes. And it's a, and it's a good message that not anyone, not everyone you meet, can be trusted, or who they say they are. Is is this a secret safety message? It is.
2: Well, I think there's quite a few messages. Obviously, the, the, it, it is a silly book, like we've said, but it's all about home really and what makes you happy because Mm. that's why you know grant's surrounded with his his lovely scatter cushions and his hats and he's got Mm -hmm. his favorite book and his favorite things and so it doesn't matter where he is as long as he's got some of his favorite things you know he transports everything from his home that he's lived in for years into a brand new um, well, he thinks it's a lamp, which is constantly mentioned throughout the book. He's determined that it's a lamp, but everyone knows mm-hmm. it, actually. We won't tell him, but it's a teapot. Poor mm-hmm. guy. Um, so it's all about yeah, finding home. And then obviously he's trying to help Teeny the puppy to find his home. Um, I won't say if they do or not at the end but then the, it, it, I think it's just a really nice thing because there's so many different kinds of families there's so many different kinds of situations ongoing at the moment mm. um, and it's in, in, in the second book at school as well you know that we do deal with bullying and all that kind of stuff but all in a light-hearted and uh, light-hearted way but I hope that children would you know say to their parents if, if they're reading or whoever's reading to them and say oh that kind of thing happened to me, or you know, I I feel mm. sad for I feel sad for Tina. You know, it's not nice. He's on. He's saying, oh, we can't get into the tea part All these kind of things. I think you do, hopefully, feel for the characters, and so it, it's not just a silly funny book. It's got it's got more mm. to it. It's got more legs. Four more mm. legs.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this book is you know definitely one for our teacher colleagues. You know, for taking it into the classroom. I, mean, I I've I've taught predominantly in in you know from years. Um, three to six but I Mm. would use any picture book in year six I think there's great mileage Mm -hmm. there's lots of conversation I specifically love the teapots and and you love the teapots as well didn't you Russell?
0: Absolutely because you know you're talking about lavatory paper and and that's what we like about picture books because in the right hands you can take something that's so commercially available like this and then turn it into something really interesting now you just touched on there about the running I call it a running gag with the teapot being the lamp and I wonder why you went for a tea pot what perhaps the, why not a watering can why a teapot
2: well one of my original ideas were and i, I this might go into genie worlds, but all of the genies lived there was a there was more genies and they all lived in a shop at one point and they all like an antique shop and they all lived in something quirky and different like there was yeah watering cans um clocks um, teapots, all kinds of different things, but it was getting very complicated. And it was, it was the first fiction that I'd written. I thought I can't deal with all these different situations and too many characters, so I simplified it down and I chose the one object that I think was, you know, could be mistaken for a lamp, and that was a teapot. Because again, in in book two, um, the dinner, uh, there's a dinner lady and she's doing some washing up and she's like, "Oh, who's left this teapot on the side? And what, ha- <laughs> what happens if I clean it?" <laughs> So a teapot is a really good uh, mechanism uh, for all, all kinds of different stories and situations. And it's just a lovely round, it's a lovely shape. A teapot is a lovely shape. You associate it with warmth, cosiness you know Mm -hmm. let's have a nice cup of tea tea. so i thought it's just yeah a a lovely object to use in a story it's
0: a great it's a great one as well Well, that's time for another music track folks still plenty of time for you to get in contact with our fabulous guests we have been treated to so much this afternoon this is our last one and this is i couldn't go for a wish but i found something with a dream this is jason My... Great when any dream will do. Jason Donovan.
2: You're listening to Maria and Russell. This is the After School Book Club
0: on LearnRadio.net. Oh, absolutely amazing. I am loving the show, folks. I really hope you are enjoying it too. Stephen Lendon, he's still with us. It's a very unusual for uh, for us to find out this much from our list uh, from our guests. Uh, really, I feel that we know so much about his next uh, three books in the series and loads of plot giveaways as well. We're absolutely delighted as well. Now, um, Stephen, you have illustrated so many books for so many other authors. I wonder what made you want to write your own right at the start? What was that defining? moment for you?
2: Um, I think, well actually working with Stephen Butler uh, made me realise that I had missed drawing magical things and Lots of uh, more, I'm not saying more imaginative things, but um, obviously drawing um, uh, anthropomorphized uh, creatures and objects is sort of magical in itself. But I was sort of feeling that a lot of the books that I was working on were quite domesticated. And so, um, you know, Shifty and Sam is amazing and Tracy Cordroy is such a phenomenal writer. Um, But it's quite a a domestic sort of situation with Shifty and Sam in the cafe and everything. And I thought, oh, I want something that flies, something that's sparkly, something that's magic. Um, something that isn't a unicorn. <laughs> Although I have, got a, I have got a unicorn book coming out, a picture book with an amazing new author called Rachel Morris Rowe called How to Grow a Unicorn, um, with Puffin books as well. That's, a, that's a, a really pretty book that I'm really proud of, even though it is a unicorn book and there are quite a lot of unicorn books out there at the moment. Um, so I just thought it, it would be really fun to have a go at writing something magical, and also simpler. Um, I just love the Claude series by Alex T. Smith. I love Bad Nana by Sophie Henn and uh, all that kind of ilk. And Amelia Fang, um, although that's more wordy, I think. I just wanted to write a nice, simple, funny, quirky, magical book um, and hopefully that's what I've done. I just thought it was time after sort of eight or nine years uh, illustrating other people's work, it was, it was time to have a good, a good go.
0: Mm, brilliant great answer as well we're absolutely loving the conversation as well and maria i just wonder as a classroom practitioner how, how what other themes might you tease out of this particular book it's a such a gorgeously drawn book
1: Well, you know what I'm like. Once I get my crafty crown on, you know, I'm really thinking head. I mean, I'm just thinking now, you know, about a cross-section of a teapot. That would be quite great. You know, we could look into different types of tea. You know, we can make some little, a whole street of genie homes. I would love that. bit of geography in there as well. Leave it with me, Russell. I'll get a crafty cafe show. I love some parallel
0: stories as well with it. You could take some of the characters and you could Mm. write in a different direction with it. I think there's so much here. It is so rich and there's so much uh, that you could go off and do with it. We absolutely love it. It's a very powerful resource and we highly recommend it. Get your orders in folks. It is out next Thursday. There is time for you to place an order with the Book Nook down in Hove and as uh, he has just said Steven's just said he is just 10 minutes walk from there and you can easily get your pre-doodled copies signed mm-hmm. and pre-doodled and he will um I don't know. You are you going to color in? Can we, can we have a colored? I mean is there an opportunity for a colored? Uh, Genie Well, I mean he he signs and he's doodling which is just a stunning opportunity folks this is a very special gift as well there's a link on the show page there I've been in contact with the lovely folks at Book Nook we love them to bits uh, and that's really really kind of you thank you so much if you are listening down there thank you so much indeed for putting all of this on I think it's absolutely magical to be able to have something and hold something that uh, your author has dedicated or written it specifically for you is so incredibly powerful Stephen you've been a hoot and a half you have really rocked the boat uh, this evening. I thoroughly enjoyed this as well. I counted the pages at 160, I have to say. so, you just, so You're, oh, you're short-changing down. yourself on the 150. It's certainly not a 300 there. Um, it, it's a lovely, and I love it, and I suspect folks, and, and much older folks than the 5 to 8 target range, are going to love this. It has a cheeky disposition, and that's what I've written down in my notes here. It is cheeky, and I think that comes enormously from you as well. Uh, it's not a quick read. Good. You will have to invest a little bit of time in it's a bit of a it's a bit more substantial than a quick read but there's a lot to dip in and out of and i think that it could easily be read to children way under five years of old and certainly would apply to children who's older than eight as well depending on their kind of reading that it's the topic it's funny it's rude and and i said it's rude in all the right places because it is rightly rude and i like that and kids love that they love words like snot sorry if you're having a tea i love words like that and (laughs) bum whistle you haven't said the word bum whistle enough. Could I just get a couple of bum whistles from you?
2: I haven't bum whistle. Yes! And we haven't actually said because, um, yes, that is Grant the Genie's magical wishy word. He oh, yes, says, yes. every time he tries to make something happen, he says, alakablamma, bum whistle. I know. Um, and then, yes, it doesn't necessarily mean this is going to go right, does it? No, it, it doesn't
0: to have a sound effect for that as well just i'm um, absolutely amazing i loved it uh, Stephen. thank you so much indeed you have delighted us and our listeners i'm just having a quick look there nothing else on the pad thank you so much indeed uh, listeners oh, it's been oh, really fun thank you oh bless you i'm really really pleased Do you have a favorite page in the book
2: do you ever have a favourite page? Well, we've talked a lot about the story, but we haven't mentioned that there's actually a draw-along at the back of the book as well. Is. There's a how to draw, Grant the Genie, and there's a special page where you can draw your own. That's my favourite page because it was the quickest to make. There's a, there's a blank page where you can draw your own genie and um, which hat you want to draw on him as well. So yeah, there's even a draw-along at the back that you can join in with. Um, but I think the one that Maria mentioned earlier, the, the cutaway section of the teapot where he's dusting mm. and everything, I think that's really fun. Um, children love a cutaway section with
0: all the detail the cobweb in there and i hadn't noticed the lavatory paper now you see that such so detail in there as well i haven't noticed <laughs> that it was really good uh, folks uh, do click through the link on the website there as well i love it the chance of getting a pre-doodle copy is just stunning well thank you so much indeed we have just coming up to the end of the show i've had a really good time you enjoyed yourself maria
1: Oh, it's just been absolutely, it's been genius. I'm sorry to get that pun in again, but it's just been fabulous. I've loved every second of it. Not used it
0: anywhere near enough times, I have to say. Uh, Folks, thank you so much. The show will be up to listen to and enjoy again. And if you have enjoyed the show, as I think you have rightly, do take a moment to look at our uh, collection at the bottom of the page. They'd be very welcome uh, to do that as well. It's our Just Go Fund Me link. And don't forget, we are completely and entirely self-funded. And thank you so much indeed uh, for showing your support. And if you're an adult and you'd like to do that, then uh, a small or not so small donation will be most appreciated to help with our costs of running the website and everything. I really are very grateful to you as well. Uh, Thank you so much indeed to our fabulous guest, Stephen Lenton, absolutely love. I am so in love. Uh, with him it's an amazing title and i love his writing oh, thank and his you. Joy. a pleasure you are just an absolute dude and a half and we thoroughly enjoyed you thank you so much indeed for listening uh folks uh this will be up for a podcast just as soon as we can until then it's goodbye from her
1: and it's goodbye from him
2: That's the end of our live studio broadcast for the moment.